Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today on the show, we're talking to Juju Chan. Juju is one of the stars of the Scott Atkins film, Savage Dog. She starred in the highly successful sequel to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, called Sword of Destiny. And you may know her most significantly from her role as Zan, the villain in the highly successful Netflix show, Wu Assassins. My name is Mark Sirianis. I'm your host. I'm a third Don Blackwelt, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life magazine. What I am not is the female Bruce Lee. Can you imagine being coined and being called the female Bruce Lee? That's one thing if you call that of yourself, but when the media when people that have observed you in the martial arts world call you the female Bruce Lee, it is certainly a badge of honor, one that Juju Chan, today's guest, wears humbly. Juju is not only a martial arts action star, she is a highly skilled martial artist. She was the Hong Kong National Taekwondo team member. She is a acclaimed medalist. She has studied Shotokan karate, wushu, Wing Chun, Hunga, Mutai, and she is a expert in the use of the nunchucks. She is a bright, gifted, well-rounded individual, having obtained a master's degree from NYU, undergraduate degrees in computer science and mathematics, dancer, singer, martial artist, intellectual. Uh, I, I could just keep, continue to go on and on, but her probably most desirable quality is her humility, her thoughtfulness, her attention to charity, and her desire to improve what the world's vision of female martial artists, female athletics, and women in the entertainment field as her goal. This was a great conversation. I thank Mike Fury for making me aware of the fact that Juju had a Taekwondo background. While I was aware of her, I wasn't familiar with her Taekwondo background. And Mike Fury, author of Life of Action 1 and 2, brought that to my attention. I hope you enjoy the show. Well, thank okay, you for talking to me. I, I, in the interest of time, I'll keep it um, brief. Uh, we are international. I don't know how much you know about us. We, we are relatively new in the Taekwondo world, about four years, the magazine. Um, we're international publication, podcast. Um, we're actually print and digital. So we're in 165 countries. So thank you for talking to us. I'm familiar with you, as I know that our listeners and our, our viewers are uh, from your work in... Most recently, uh, Wu Assassins, your, your, your character of Zan, um, your role in Savage Dog. We have a good relationship with Jesse B. Johnson and Scott Adkins. Scott just did the program about two weeks ago. Um, and your role in Crouching High Tiger, Hidden Dragon, um, the sequel. So thank you very much for, for talking to us. Uh, you're, you're in Hong Kong now, right? You're, you're coming to us from yeah. Hong Kong. How is yeah. It, how are things there? Probably a little better than here right now, I would think, right? Uh, right, right now in Hong Kong, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's quite 
everyone wear a mask and, and practice uh, social distancing and hygiene. And so, yeah, it's pretty safe here. <laughs> good, good, good. So let me let me ask you, uh, you have a um, quite a, a varied martial arts history, but how'd you get started with studying? You started you started very young. How'd you get started in studying the martial arts? Um, I started martial arts since I was 10 years old um, because I love um, action films. When I was a kid, my, my father would you know, put on um, action movies on TV and every day, every time when he showed a movie, I would just copy all the moves. If Jackie Chan is flying from building to building, I'll be jumping from table to coffee table and just break a lot of stuff so yeah <laughs> it was kind of hard to control me when i was a kid so my parents were like uh better send her you know to, to learn proper martial arts at least she won't she know what she's doing and won't just you know copy without knowing how actually the moves are um so yeah they, they sent me to um do judo first because that's the closest school okay um by my place that time so judo was the first discipline I learned. Oh, that's yeah. that's great. That's great. And that's common. Many people, if they get involved, it's geographically, whatever's close to them. If yeah. there's a close martial arts school, especially if you don't know that much about the styles at that point, you're a kid. Um, I see you have a, a background in, in Shotokan and Wushu. I know that you're great with the Nunchaka, um, Wing Chun. Um, but Taekwondo stands out, obviously, for us. But also, I see you had great prominence in Taekwondo, being a member of the a Hong Kong national team and, and, and your success there. How did you get involved in Taekwondo? What is it, what is it that led you into Taekwondo and what is it that, that you stayed with Taekwondo for obviously quite some time? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I always love uh, all the different kicks because for me, I'm, I'm more a kicker um, and Taekwondo definitely have all their most amazing kicks. Sure. And, kicks. and so when I started knowing uh, more about martial arts uh, and, and I actually picked what I want to learn, learn next, I picked Taekwondo um, when I was, you know, uh, uh, a teenager. And, 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 and uh, actually, I learned a lot of different styles because after, uh, after judo, I did what I did. I did um, karate, Chinese, Chinese kung fu, and then I learned Taekwondo. Uh, I, I started training Taekwondo seriously, actually, after college. So I, I learned a little bit when I was a kid. But then, you know, as a kid, you'd try to learn different things and jump from sure. different holes. Yeah. So um, once I started intensively doing Taekwondo, I love it very much. And, uh, and started competing right after I got my black belt. Uh, I was very happy that I got selected. Um, to, to represent Hong Kong and I, I do ITF, ITF Taekwondo. Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how I started and then started representing Hong Kong for Taekwondo and, and I love it. And it actually helped me a lot for film too, because a lot of my films, when I was doing action roles, I do a lot of kicks. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is one of the things about Taekwondo because it tends to be more, the demonstrations are, are, are very beautiful and, and there's a, a lot of leading into a lot of mu- especially now much more acrobatic type things which lend themselves to things that are visually 
um, a lot more appealing for people when they're watching films. How do you make that transition from, you know, being, you're a true mixed martial artist, right? I mean, you've studied a, a multiple martial arts styles, um, you're proficient in many. How do you make that transition from being a martial artist and somebody who is really on that path of competition path to being somebody who's involved in in film and 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 entertainment how does how does that occur i actually approached my career in film and entertainment completely separate separately to my martial arts so there's not really a, a real transition for me they kind of run together sure. uh, um it might seem odd to your listeners but at the time I started in the industry, about 10 years ago, I never crossed my mind that I could, you know, use my martial arts skills for film, art, uh, film work. At that time, a lot of the famous actresses in Hong Kong were pretty girls. Uh, and, and any action films, they were obviously done by their stunt doubles. And um, it was all being as girly as possible. And none of them were actual martial artists. And even if they do, it's uh, do a Kung Fu film or two, you know. So for 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 me at the time, it, it was really after I started my career and, and then I was doing martial art as well. And then there are some news about me competing. And then, then people were like, oh, you're in a movie and you're competing. And then, of course, I also, uh, um, I had a mentor. Uh, he's now my husband, Anthony, Anthony Sito. He is actually the first person telling me that, oh, you should focus in being in an action uh, actress. Because there, you know, if you're just an actress doing different things, I mean, it's hard for people to remember who you are. And, and you already have your martial arts skills. And there's lacking a, a real action actress in movies right now. Why don't you, you know, just stick with your action and, and, and in your films? So that was why I then merged the two together and, and focused in doing action films. That's great. That's great. It was a it was a good it was a good path. It, it's definitely now in saying that, you know, things come together for a reason. In in doing the reading about you for those of of the folks who aren't familiar with it, you have this unbelievable nickname title, which is I see in, in reading about you, people call you the female Bruce Lee. How does that come about to your knowledge? And there's such a high watermark for, for every style of martial arts when you say the name Bruce Lee. Does that give you a sense of um, special responsibility in the roles and things that you choose in terms of how you approach your 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 career knowing that that um that's out there i mean that's that's out there in the world <laughs> well the entertainment press started talk taking notice of my martial arts background when i was being interviewed by the sports press after i won some international competitions um and then i think it was after i did a live tv show where i performed a, a double nunchucks uh routine that the press started calling me the female Bruce Lee. I was actually a bit shocked at that time when I, I got that, AKA, I mean, sure. no one can be another Bruce Lee. Sure. Sure. <laughs> well, something that you're conscious of when you're, um, when you're, when you're involved in roles that people, that that's people's perception of you and that's their expectation going from somebody who's coming into it saying, and you're right that there's not a lot of, um, women who have taken the path that you have and done it successfully and done it without having all the female 
Um, is it something that you're conscious of or is it something that other people are, are more conscious of than, than, than you and how you approach it? Um, well, well, I have to say like the female Bruce Lee title, it, it was also one of the reasons I, I upped my training a lot um, to another level. And um, also one of the reasons I accepted the offer to fight in Muay Thai competitions. Because um, I, I, I did my... Muay Thai competitions just what six years ago. Oh wow! Um, that was already started my acting career, um, and and Bruce Lee was a true all round martial artist, and I wanted to prove that I can be that too. Well, that's that's important, and and I think that if you're a true martial artist, you never rest on your laurels, right? You're always trying to to do more, achieve more, be better, and be the best that you can be at a certain point in in, in your life. So now. You have an unusual resume because there are certain people who are very good martial artists, but you are very multi-talented. You're involved in music, dancing, athletics, entertainment. I see you were Miss Chinatown USA. Um, in addition to that, you have a mathematics and computer science degree. You have a master's degree. You're a Renaissance woman. Um, how do all those things tie together in terms of your life goals? In other words, you have a very strong career path in 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 Two things, entertainment and martial arts, but there's all these other factors. Are those all combined for a common goal or is that a product of just various things that you're involved in in your life? Mm, honestly, I don't really know. Um, when, I was, I was, when I was young, I knew I loved performing, but I didn't actually see it as a career, uh, especially coming from an Asian family. Sure. Parents always want you to do something more practical, as in like business or doctor or lawyer. Sure. So it was more of a hobby for me, doing martial arts and performing, even singing, dancing, anything like that. Um, so I studied really hard when I was a kid. I chose computer science because that's what my dad did. And mathematics was just an easy major for me. So my love was, my love was performance. So I, I threw in dance for fun when I was doing my um, right. undergraduate. But once I graduated and needed to decide what I really needed to, wanted to do, that's when I decided that I want to go for a performance in, in arts and film. And so I enrolled to NYU to study it first. After I graduated, then I, I also started competing in beauty contests. Um, and that, that was kind of a stepping stone for me as well. And then, then I, I started ha having a manager in Hong Kong and got a got a music deal, a uh, record deal in Hong Kong. I actually started out as a singer first, and then wow. uh, and, and then found my path to uh, acting. Well, I always wanted acting, but do acting, but I don't know, you know, how to be casted on a film sure. or a project. You know, and, and then ten years ago, there weren't that many Asian roles for for films in 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 Hollywood or internationally so so I, that's why i also went back to hong kong to start my career that's great so one of the questions that i had this is for more for me personally is that um you you did savage dog with jesse johnson who again is a friend of the show and scott who's probably one of the premier um martial artists and action stars in, in the world but the role that you had in savage dog which was great wasn't a martial arts role in, in particular right you're, you're known for your martial arts it was a different role and it, it was an acting role um, and it was great. And your performance was great. And it was really well received. My question is, did you have an opportunity to train with Scott 
a little bit uh, off camera? Did you guys get a chance to work out? And, and what was, did you enjoy that, that experience? Or was that something that sort of passed you by because of the nature of the role? Well, that was a cute, sweet, sweet role. <laughs> but I have to say that role was a little annoying for me. <laughs> Cause oh, really? Because I can't, could... I can't fight. I, yeah, couldn't, yeah, yeah. I couldn't for the role. And while all the guys are doing all this amazing fight scenes, which I always want to jump in. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, I was actually suggesting to Jesse, hey, write me an action scene. And he was trying to do that, but just didn't work for the story. So it, yeah, kind of dropped right. that. But yeah, yeah. So, so if you guys saw uh, a savage dog, you know, I'm playing this diminutive Asian girl who, although he, I mean, he has a really big heart and tries to take control emotionally and ultimately become a victim to the violence that surrounds her. Personally, I, I wanted to kick some ass physically. Yeah, well, you're surrounded by these great fighters, Kung Lei and, and Mark Z and, and, and Scott. And, yeah. a, you know, and it's a great movie. It really is a great movie. Your performance oh, is great in the movie. It, thanks. It, so it, so well, I, did I did got a chance to grab Scott, Coney, and Marco whenever they are free to, to do some kicking with me behind the scenes. I actually have pictures of that, those two. Oh, right. um, it was very fun working with them. And hopefully next time I can work with Scott again and I can be, you know, kicking his ass instead of having my character <laughs> sleep with him. Good, that's good. <laughs> his, his character. That's, that's good. We would look forward to seeing that. That would be very, very good. So now leading into some stuff that we've talked about here, right, which is um, the, 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 the roles, roles for Asians. The show Wu Assassins, a terrific show, a show that's well received on a high um, level platform. Uh, Iko Uweis, uh, one mm -hmm. of the premier martial artists in, in the world. I think his Indonesian martial arts films are phenomenal and his, his abilities are phenomenal. How does it come about? How do you get involved in that project? And I know we're coming into hopefully season two on that. You know, what can we expect? But how, how do you get involved in, in, in that program, in that project? And what are your feelings about it? Well, like most Hollywood actors, I got the role through casting. Uh, if you know the show, I was actually, I was originally reading for the role of Ying Ying. Okay. Um, known as the first who assassin. When I went for a second audition, um, that time I, I did it with the showrunner and he loved my look and felt my background in martial arts would really be useful for the show that sold itself of a martial arts sector, right? Section action. So, so um, he casted me for a strong fighting role that was originally written for a man. So Zen, um, that's how Zen becomes Zen after the showrunner um, saw really? me in the audition. Yeah. So personally, I'm, I'm super thankful for getting to work on it. I mean, I got to do a few of what I think are some of the coolest fight scenes. Plus, I did lots of training with Eco UA's fight team. Oh, wow. Um, also, I want to um, shout out to the Canadian film fight, uh, Canadian fight team who were so amazing. The fight choreographer, Dan Risotto, he is super talented and I can't wait to work with him again. Well, that's great. And it's really a, a cool story because for you to be able to carve that character out from being originally conceived as a male role and somebody else mm -hmm. into your, your, your own and it, and the character is not a, a minor character. The character takes on some real prominence, particularly as the season um, goes on that that's pretty exciting. And that's a testament 
to to their confidence in you. So what can we expect? Uh, you probably can't give away the details. Can we expect uh, to see a lot of, of Zan in season two? Or is that, that still up in the air? Is there anything you can say about it? Well, I really can't give anything away. But uh, I'll say I think the fight um, she'll have in, in the coming season or, you know, a sequel or whatever will definitely be more challenging and cooler than what you've seen. Were you surprised about the, you know, so much of what I had read about it, and, and maybe for me it, it it was unusual because I am I'm very steeped in in Asian films. I'm very involved in in because of the work that I do, uh, Korean films and Indonesian films and all in, all international films. But there was such a, a a lot of talk about the fact that wow, here's a, a a show that has an opportunity to have an Asian cast and have them portrayed in a a, a realistic way and in, in not in a um, in a way that portrays people in, based on stereotypes and based on um, uh, preconceptions, um, but simply as characters and, and human beings. Did that surprise you about the, the so much of what was written about the show or did you kind of expect that going in or uh, what, what were your thoughts on that? Because the show is a great is a great show with a great cast that happens to be Asian. It could be any group of of of, of folks. Um, I, per, I think it, this is great for the Asian community and, um, there are so many Asian stories can be told. And, and, and I think especially in, in America, it's a really diverse country. Uh, we have different, um, you know, people coming from different backgrounds, ethnic backgrounds. Um, so as Asians, we are very happy to, have a chance to you know tell our story uh especially on netflix and other big uh sure uh, so um and and the good thing is not only in front of the camera they, they are casting asians for the writers they are also having asian writers you know an asian director um to do the story and the filming so to add you know more authenticity to the to the project which is a good thing that's a great thing, and I and I look forward. I know I know that the buzz is of you know people are really looking forward to season two, and 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 I'm sure it's going to be great. So tell me, you know, in talking to Scott and talking to other folks, especially mm-hmm. those of us that train, we're trying to train during this pandemic. It's been tough. We have to be creative. How has it affected your um your, you know your training? How is how has it impacted you? Uh, you know, there's 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 a lot of limitations to what we're able to do and where we're able to go. Yeah. Um, training wise, I have just been training with my husband. Um, we usually go to the park and find a little area away from anyone else to train in. And he is a bit of a weapons expert. So I'm able to do a lot of that with him. And, you know, when he's not holding pads for me to kick. <laughs> so That's I'll be great. training weapons with him. It's great. And in terms of projects, I mean, like most um, people in Hollywood, filming has been put on hold. So it's a lot of sitting around and well, right now we're also writing some scripts together, me and my husband, and we got some script already written. Um, and uh, also right now we use this time to improve our skills, you know, not to, not to think too much about the work. I'm right. Able to do. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And I think, you know, I, I, for myself, uh, I think it's been a good time to not as much focus on learning and growing skills, but honing and refreshing and strengthening the skills that, that we have. And I try to do the same thing. I find I'm up at four in the morning out in a park 
you know, where hopefully not too many people are around and, and training and stuff. So that's great. So what we, we don't know what we, you know, different places of the world are at different stages of this pandemic lockdown open up. What do you expect in the post uh, as things come forward, what's in store for you? You have projects already lined up or is that just going to all be based upon the scheduling? Cause you know, even talking to Scott, he was in the middle of, of doing a film with Dolph Lundgren they had to stop because of the pandemic. And it's just now sitting and waiting till when that resumes. Are you sort of in that yeah. same kind of a pattern or do you have things already scheduled at this point or? Um, well, before the pandemic, I was actually ready to start filming two different projects. Um, so hopefully they will, you know, come back online once we get a go on both of them to get back to work. Well, that's great. That's great. Um, in the interest of time, I'll ask you one or two questions. One I, I, I forgot and I wanted to ask you because I, I know people's charities is always so important to them. I saw that you're a spokesperson for the Heroes 2 charity. I don't know if you wanted to mention anything about what that is or um, what the role of, of that is. I think I have it right. It's called Heroes 2, right? Is that the name of the charity? that you're Well, that was, that was um, quite a while ago, Ten around 10 years, more than 10 years ago, I, I'm part of this group. Uh, it's for environmental protection. Um, right now I'm actually, I'm, I'm also doing a lot for environmental, uh, 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 um, supporting different environmental groups, um, and other groups that I'm supporting right now, uh, it's also the Women's Foundation. Um, they bring a lot of work to, uh, uh for, uh, women empowerment work and, uh, gender equality work, uh, and, and other, foundation that i'm working with is called the uh habitat for humanity oh great because um, i think it's a really meaningful thing to be able to help people to rebuild uh, their home um and the underprivileged people to give them um help build their home and house and and improving their you know their their living condition um so yeah that's those are the charities that i've been working with right now Wonderful. I would ask if you have, you know, I think that you are such an important figure. You may not even recognize it. Um, you're a successful, multi-talented, intelligent woman who's made her way and seems to have controlled your destiny. And, and you have such a tremendous career ahead of you. Do you have any particular advice for uh, young, you know, um, martial arts, particularly uh, for a lot of women it's been largely uh, a success, as you've said, of a lot of the people over the, over the years historically have been male, both within the Dojang and, and out of the Dojang in the, in the film world. That's, that's changing. Um, you're a big part of that. Do you have any advice for young women that are coming up now that are, that are, that are trying to take their, you know, their, their lives and their careers in, into their own hands? Um, yeah, I think follow your heart is important. Don't let anyone talk you out of what you really have passion in um and especially when you are starting out when you are young why not try you know give you give yourself um just try it try it out you might like it or you might not but you won't regret it so don't let anyone hold you back when you know you have a great passion in in in, in achieving your dream um and believe in yourself that's important and also uh, I think having a good mentor is important. So if you can uh, find the right mentor, it will he or she will definitely help guiding your path and let you know whether you are suitable for that field or not. Wonderful. 
Wonderful. Well, Juju Chen, I want to thank you for speaking to us. I know that you're you're busy even during this pandemic, and and you took the time to talk to us, and and I really do appreciate it. We look forward to looking at looking for the release of um, Wu Assassins, the second season. We look forward to whatever other projects that you are involved in. I encourage our audience, if you haven't seen some of your other projects, to go back and and check them out. And, and we wish you all the best. And we look forward to following your career. And thank you for talking to Taekwondo Life Magazine today. Thanks for having me on your show. <laughs> thank you. Be well, be well, and, and safe travel. Thanks. You too. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.